to go. Now, The Hobbit. The Hobbit has already done $900 million at the box office. Only came out just before Christmas. It just doesn't... It's just mind-boggling, isn't it? Mr. Tolkien's characters have resonated so much. And obviously, it's the uh, Star Wars effect. When you've made the three films and you realise how successful they are, go back and make a prequel because <laughs> you've run out of story. I don't think we've seen The Last of Twilight and that scares the hell out of me. Or the Potter series, who knows what might... Well, maybe maybe a bit more with the Potter ones, so that was that was quite resolved. But I bet you they rebirth a lot of these movies. They just keep making them, don't they? So, to cut a long story short, the, the Lord of the Rings movies were great. Um, near peerless for what they are, as the book was. Um, not absolutely outstanding writing, but as far as stories and characters and epic scope, unrivaled. And he, he couldn't have asked for a better film. The only problems I had with the movie is a bit too cloying at times. You know, if I see those hobbits jumping up and down laughing on a bed again, I'll be <laughs> out the cinema pretty quick. Um, and I thought they could have been a little bit smarter. I thought it played up to being a little bit too Hollywood at times, like it felt it had to. But you couldn't have asked for more integrity from the cast or the characters. You couldn't have asked for more dazzlement from the... Um, Special effects, although they had one on TV recently, it's amazing how quick that stuff dates. So anyway, um, because they made so much money, The Hobbit was due to be made in the film with Jackson producing and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, no, it wasn't Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> That's the actor. I've forgotten his name. It's We Army. Um, was due to direct it, but pulled out after such protracted involvement with lawyers and everything else that stopped The Hobbit being made for about five or six years. And Jackson's taken over the reins and has done exactly what the Potter effect was, which was to split something into more so they can make more money out of it, which is a real shame and it really made me angry because Lord of the Rings was 1,100 verbose pages of small type. The Hobbit was a few hundred tiny pages of big type and and an almost childlike story as well, a much more childlike, simplistic story. And to made it into three three-hour movies was really taking the mickey. You could argue with The Lord of the Rings that he just about fitted the story in because it was such a big story. With this one, you can worry, wonder how, you know, it's almost like where the wild things are, where they turned a 12-line story into a, into a two-hour movie. But I've changed my mind on watching it. It's not got great reviews. It's got average to good reviews since it's come out it's mainly been hammered for using a new technique where they shoot at 48 frames a second rather than 24 frames a second and it's the first movie apparently to have done that and they said it's so vivid that it just makes it look like it's unreal um i didn't have that problem because i didn't see it in a in an imax cinema at that 48 frames a second and very few people actually will i think overall um and it tells the story that set 60 years before the start Lord of the Rings of The Hobbit who's uh, played by I'm looking for his name I've completely forgotten his name Sylvester McCoy who plays uh, Bilbo in the first in the um, first three films and and he appears at the start of this film with Elijah Wood as well and he decides to write his story which is where he first meets Gandalf and he goes off on his first adventure to try and defeat the dragon Smaug. And the dragon Smaug is the richest 
individual, factual or fake, in history. And I'll tell you why after I play a tune, but I'm not going to now. This is um, when Gandalf first appears at Bilbo Baggins, who's played in his younger self by Martin Freeman, who was most famous as starring opposite David Brent in the office together. I think Ian McKellen's creation and performance of Gandalf is one of the great characters of the modern era. It's pitch perfect. He looks old here. Um, obviously, he was very old when they started the first Lord of the Rings movie, and that was, you know, 10, 12 years ago, um, and he looks a bit old here. But he's just so pitch perfect, and it's such a wonderful character. And I, I, I always thought that Elijah Wood in the Lord of the Rings movie was an unsung performance, an unsung great performance, Watching him go from this very wide-eyed, you know, positive flower child into this very, very dark character. I thought it was a great performance. Here, Martin Freeman is excellent as Bilbo Baggins. He's got an edge and a spark to him that is a little bit lacking elsewhere in the movie, and it's great when him and Gandalf are on screen. My biggest complaint about this movie are the dwarves. So basically, it follows a company of 12 dwarves, and it's quite an atmospheric tale because it follows the dwarves who used to be the bosses of Lonely Mountain and rule the world and all of this and once Smog the dragon came in and kicked them out they've been like a wandering tribe and I thought that was quite poignant given the World War II analogies of Lord of the Rings to have this sort of almost like the Israelites sort of thing about the dwarves who have been wandering for decades with no home and all very poignant but the dwarves themselves are so annoying um, I didn't find them particularly interesting as individuals, but as a collective, they're far too into this sort of rumbunctious singing and swinging of arms and clinking of beer mugs and juggling of plates. And when they arrive at Bilbo's house, I think this goes on for about 20 minutes. And then there happens a song, which I think is the most ill-advised part of any of the Lord of the Rings movies to date, where they actually make up a comic song and sing it. And it was, I was actually sort of putting my hands in my ears and looking away in embarrassment. And the first hour is pretty interminable. I mean, you can argue that Lord of the Rings needed to be as long as it was because of the story, but you cannot argue this film needs to be longer than two hours. So the fact that someone should just take these directors aside, including Christopher Nolan, and just say, look, you don't need to put this much in. Stop around two hours, 15 minutes, please. Uh, it's just no reason for it. First hour is very, very slow. But I've stopped thinking of it as a representation of the book The Hobbit, the slight slim novel, and sort of thinking it about it as a chance to spend more time in Peter Jackson's Middle Earth. And as such, it's wonderful. It's really, really nice. It's um, After it stops being boring for the first hour, it actually gets into quite an interesting story. And they focus on Minute rather than this sort of grand sweep of the Lord of the Rings where there's so many different things going on by the end that I actually kind of liked it. It looks stunningly beautiful. Obviously, I haven't seen it in a super-duper IMAX 48 frames a second cinema where they complained that it was almost nausea-inducing the um, ridiculous level of fidelity. And I thought it looked beautiful. I look, it's got some of the most striking visuals I've seen this year. And Martin Freeman is excellent in the character, which is a big role for him after The Office. It's the biggest thing he's done for a very long time. And he works well. I kind of ignored the dwarves after a while. And um, the progression of characters and visuals is stunning. Barry Humphreys turns up as the Goblin King, one of the finest visual and uh, tonal creations of the whole series so far. 
really, really nice. There's um, some humour in it. Um, and there's, you know, you kind of warm to the characters as they go on. They're not as interesting as the Fellowship characters. But I'm looking forward to the next one. And I, I really enjoyed the f- just spending time in Middle-earth, watching it all go. It was, a, it was a very nice film. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, which is a lot better than a lot of reviewers are giving it. This